Oh, man, what is up, everybody? And welcome to yet another edition of the Hard Rock Lunchbox. Once again, my new camera angle is blocking my ability to see, but don't worry, I'll, I'll make it worth your while somehow. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to let you guys know right now, I am having a really rough day. I am running behind on basically every single aspect of my existence. I have, uh, I am behind the eight ball at work. I am behind uh, in everything Rebel 9 related. I'm behind in everything Hard Rock Lunchbox related. I, um, yeah, I just, I don't even have the words for it. I'm just, you ever have those weeks? Like, just literally behind on absolutely everything that exists for me. And I just... <clears throat> I'm really struggling today, so I'm going to ask everybody's everybody's patience uh, for for some uh, or understanding. You can keep your patience. Understanding wouldn't be good, but uh, we've got a pretty good show for you today. We've got a very good show for you today. Actually, we have uh, we have another talk twenty out coming up at one o'clock, where we have a live guest. We're going to be interviewing Raleigh V, uh, who I've been playing his song uh, Bonnie and Clyde here on the box, and I really kind of dig it, and. Uh, I just found out uh, last night that Rowley V was going to be the guest this week on Bacon's My Podcast. So if you want to check him out real, real quick <laughs> before the 1 o'clock live interview, feel free to check out the seven questions with him from last night. I checked it out. I have, uh, I have some stuff to talk about. Uh, with him about that. Uh, and then, of course, he'll be live, uh, or not live, he'll be have the full interview on Monday uh, over um, with the, with the boys over in Bacon is my podcast, uh, and that you can check out on StrangerHood TV and all podcasting platforms. Uh, let's just go through the basics of uh, basic housekeeping. There is a new episode of the Top 20 up today. Uh, it is last week's where I talk about people um, not being super smart, and that's not super surprising because I do that often. Uh, I talk about the divide and the ridiculous um, notion that because the COVID vaccine is not 100% effective, it's not at all effective. And there is a difference between the numbers 100 and zero. And I would expect everybody that could get a B-plus or higher in mathematics in high school to understand that. But it is kind of supporting my case about how maybe dumb people don't totally understand basic stuff like that. We talked about how Pluto's a planet. There's a lot of good stuff on the uh, on the top 20. If you want to check that out, that is also on StrangerHood TV. On a side note, and I know I've been kind of bemoaning this point lately, uh, and I apologize if, it, uh, if, if I've said it too often. A lot of times I get confused between what's actually being said in my head and what's being said out of my mouth hole. And um, I do that often. I, <laughs> I know this sounds silly, but like... And I think other people do this. I don't think I don't think it's just me, uh, but I really do mean and think to tell people things so hard that I my memory remembers it as if I had done it. And it's sad and pathetic in a way in this day and age where uh, technology allows me to really just do it. But I will tell you, I am not on my phone all that often. I know people always talking about like the kind of the phone demic that's going on and i see it i certainly see it in other people um i i am not on my phone all that often i i i think i think it's because i'm too busy i i honestly because i will say like i think the last time i was bored like actually bored i was uh at the doctor's office getting a follow-up for my kidney stones 
and they were running about 45 minutes behind. And I was truly, truly bored. But I will say I actually had a work call come in while I was there, so I was able to do a little bit of work. But I think that was the last time I kind of, like, scrolled through anything. I mean, my Instagram feed at this point is pretty much all bands and animals, and it's mostly animals. I follow a lot of zoo Instagram. If you're not following the zoos on Instagram, you are missing out, my friend, because it is a great thing. Uh, to check out. I see a lot of polar bears. I am really just totally uh, crushing on the baby hippopotami I've been seeing at the Cincinnati Zoo. Do yourself a favor and check that out. Um, you might not have known this before this particular moment in time, but baby hippopotami are the absolute cutest goddamn things on earth. And you can take that to the bank or the zoo. So I highly recommend uh, doing that. Uh, but that's usually like how I kill the most time. But uh, my point is, is that I'll have these thoughts and like, uh, like I'm meaning to tell people stuff and I thought I did and then I don't. And I'm like, wait, didn't I tell you? And then I have the other thing where it's like, oh, I probably didn't tell this person this. Let me tell them this. And it's like, oh yeah, you just told me that. It's like, God damn it, man. It's like, I can't, I need to be able to split the difference between not telling somebody something and telling that person two to three times the same thing. And I just, I really haven't been able to do it. I um, don't know why I started talking about that, but I'm not on my phone all that much. Uh, I do try and get, um, oh, I remember, because I was talking about the top 20. So I don't know how uh, often I've actually said this, but I really do, I really am at a place now where I'm, I'm considering winding that particular part of the Hard Rock Lunchbox down. It's not a great amount of trouble um, to, to post the top 20 every week, uh, but it is, it is time. It is, you know, probably about a half hour. Um, from start to finish to be able to do it. Now I do most of the um, audio editing anyway because I post the Hard Rock Lunchbox, but the Top 20 is a podcast. Very few people listen to it compared to the Hard Rock Lunchbox. I mean, the Hard Rock Lunchbox is a few hundred downloads every week um, and the Top 20 just isn't as much. I don't know why that is. I've looked into, into the stats, but it doesn't tell me the why. It just tells me like who, what, and where. And even when I check on Stranger TV, I mean, the, the, the top 20 is honestly averaging about 10 views per week. And that's not much. And it's not even good. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, it doesn't even make it look good. So uh, I'm definitely considering uh, just putting it on hiatus, at least. Um, and, and the fault, you know, is, is really nobody's but mine. I mean, the reality of it is most people that would watch the top 20 are people that just happen to miss the Hard Rock Lunchbox that week. And so they want to, you know, kind of catch up on the show. But if you caught the Hard Rock Lunchbox, then why on earth would you want to see the top 20? Because, I mean, the only real difference is, like, me here, and you can see my facial and hand expressions. But, like, I have only, like, six or seven of those. So, kind of, once you've seen them, you've seen them. Like, there's nothing new to see here, believe me. If I drop the 80 pounds, I'm looking to see, like, maybe I'll do a special top 20. So everybody be like, holy shit, look at that guy. I remember when he was twice the man he is today. Like, uh, But yeah, see if I drop that, you won't be able to get me see stuff. You won't be able to see me do stuff like, not that it adds to the show, but like people in the Hard Rock Grunge Box right now are like, oh my God, what, the, what did he do? And now you're gonna have to wait a week, so I don't know. It just doesn't necessarily seem so, um, so worth it, so worthwhile. And like I said, it's mainly my fault too because the content isn't new because it exists on the box and it exists live exists live here first every every Thursday. So there are a couple people I know that do watch it religiously because they can't hear the box. And so I may I may consider just keep doing it. But honestly what I really need to do is promote it better. 
and I don't have the time to promote it. I I I haven't even watched the top 20 this week. I don't know when I'm going to get to it. I mean, I, a lot of times I just have a little bit of time, and to be perfectly honest, I'll opt to watch the seven questions because it comes out the night before. And it's new content, and I always find the seven questions pretty interesting. But I, you know, I'm a little biased because I don't know if you know this, but I actually, whoops, I won the award. I'm showing you the awards. You can see this next week. I won the award for best seven questions segment on Bacon is My Podcast. So I, um, not only do I like this segment because I think it's creative, but I do have to keep an eye on the competition for next year. <laughs> So, yeah, usually if I only have a half hour, I will, you know, listen to uh, the top, uh, listen to seven questions instead of the top 20. So even I'm not watching my own goddamn show, then that kind of is a problem. But, like, as always, I'm interested in what you guys have to say. I'll check the chat afterwards. Um, I'll check the chat for opinions. And, of course, you can always uh, message me at hardrockwatchbox at gmail.com. And any critiques or anything like that, always at cravingstrange.net and we'll just keep doing that uh, but yeah so I don't I don't know how much longer I'm going to be doing the top 20 and posting it just if people if people are like I'm not going to keep making like liver and onion sandwiches if people don't want to eat them you know what I mean like if this was like a, a New York City dog with sauerkraut onions and mustard like I think I'd be getting more than 10 years but I don't know people are pretty finicky finicky these days oh speaking of which and the way people are these days uh, this is just a public service announcement. There is a blood shortage going on right now. People are not going to blood centers because of COVID for obvious reasons, uh, namely COVID. Uh, but the uh, New York City blood centers, they were saying like they're averaging about 20 people a day when they used to be averaging like 60 people a day. And this is really causing a blood shortage. So if you have the opportunity to donate blood, New York City and New York State would greatly appreciate it. I have not donated blood in a long time because last time I went, I passed out. I passed out because um, I was, I think, I think. Now, they, from what, I, from what I've been told, the way that this kind of happens is it sort of takes two things. Uh, I have to not be in the best condition to be giving blood, and that was certainly on, on the table. Uh, but also, they're different sized needles, apparently, and they use too big a size needle, and my blood volume just completely bottomed out and I passed out. Uh, it's not that big of a deal, but uh, apparently, but it's super uncomfortable, and I don't want to ever feel like that again so I'll probably go back uh, another time um, you know maybe if somebody I know is running the blood drive and is actually going to do the blood and I can be like hey man this happened last time then, then, then maybe I'll, I'll do that but uh, also I was so I was late to my blood appointment um, I hadn't eaten I did I basically did three things wrong of the five things that they say not to do so like again in, in empowering my own acceptance of my flaws and frailties like that was totally on me and I effed that one up uh, but it doesn't change the fact that it scared the hell out of me so I don't necessarily know that I want to do it again <laughs> um, just a couple quick things uh, like I said at one o'clock we're gonna have Riley V uh, he's going to be our live interview for the talk 20 which I will keep doing because that is kind of new content and it's new stuff and I find it to be so I, even if I don't do the top 20 anymore, I'll probably do the talk 20 um, because I I think those things are cool. And I like uh, I like being able to interview people. I like you know doing it in short bursts and stuff like that. And I find out a lot of interesting stuff and I meet a lot of cool new people. So that's probably still on the table. But that's definitely going down at 1 o'clock. Uh, we'll talk to Rally V for about 20 minutes. And uh, 
yada, 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 yada. I don't think I have any other programming notes, or if I did, oh, wait, no, I do, I'm wrong. Excuse me, excuse me, I'm wrong. Uh, so yeah, uh, uh, by the way, the, uh, the full interview out on Bacon is my podcast this week is Youth and Revolt, they're a band, check them out, uh, again, on Stranger TV. Um, so in terms of upcoming shows, we have a show January 29th at Barnum Ballroom. That show is still on. Uh, we were kind of not sure if it was going to happen, if it was going to COVID closed or whatever. The Nassau County Executive is an anti-masker or anti-mask mandator. So the landscape in Nassau County has kind of changed dramatically, foolishly, in my opinion. Uh, study after study after study have said that, you know, districts and stuff that have a mask mandate have a, an increased drop in COVID cases and COVID hospitalizations and COVID deaths and ones that do not have it are still rising. Now, New York City and the surrounding areas are declining under the Omicron uh, wave, I guess, which is great because it's, you know, when you're infecting 50,000 people a day or whatever it is, like you are going to blow through people eventually. So I'm glad to say that it's kind of like on the wane and that's fantastic. So those things are decreasing. So it looks like the show is going to be not affected by this. Uh, the one main change, the one, well, the one thing you need to know about it is that we did not distribute tickets because we were, uh, all of us, the production company, the, the venue and us, we were just like, you know, I don't want to be giving out tickets and selling tickets and handling cash and stuff and then have to give all these refunds, even though we probably could have just rescheduled. It's really difficult to do that. So all the uh, advanced tickets are going to be available from Eventbrite and I'm going to start sharing that information now that they've updated the show flyer. I'll start doing that today. Now, the reason they've updated the show flyers because the middle band, band I never heard of before this show, uh, dropped out. And so uh, all new episode is stepping in. Anybody listens to the box, I'm sure knows all new episode. Uh, and it's going to be great. I think the last time we actually played at Barnum Ballroom, when it was still called The Hub, we also played with all new episodes. So it's becoming kind of a thing. And it's not necessarily a bad thing either, because I love those guys. But in my opinion, the show just got 150 times better. Uh, so that's going to be going on. Barnum Ballroom is in Island Park. It's formerly The Hub. Uh, if you've ever been there, it's the second floor above the billiard room. So. It's a, it's a cool little venue. It's a big venue, which means that we can, you know, socially distance and stuff. And anyway, it's going to be fun. Tickets will be available uh, at Eventbrite and through the band. So I will uh, let you know those things as soon as I know them. But I'll be posting the Eventbrite uh, notification probably later today, actually. Um, yeah, so that's January 29th, Barnum Ballroom, Island Park. Uh, we don't have another show until mid-March. Uh, so now would be a good time to see us. I will tell you one super secret thing, if you want to just lean in a little bit. We're doing something really, really special for this show, something we'll probably never do again. So, and I I, I think it's super cool, so um, I would try and go to this one, but that's just me, I'm biased. Um, in other news around the world, I did grab some stuff. Um, it is a little political, but only because it involves politics and politicians and stuff like that. I just want to point out that this dude, my current favorite dude from Florida, Matt Gates, who is the poster child for basically being an asshole, uh, is going to, he's going to be indicted and I'm going to laugh my ass off because the good people of the panhandle of Florida just keep electing this dickhead, proving just how smart they are. I mean, here's just, I mean, shoot, the reporting from Mark Caputo on this is just unbelievable because he is, he has been on the hook for some real shady shit which is my favorite thing when values Republicans get called out for this kind of stuff. Um, this dude, like I'll just read like the first couple of things. So uh, Matt Gates's ex-girlfriend 
gave testimony Wednesday to a federal grand jury investigating him for sex crimes. A major development suggests the Department of Justice may be moving closer to indicting him. Yeah. The ex-girlfriend, name being withheld, blah, 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 blah. Um, she said, uh, testifying in an investigation to whether Gates in 2017 had sex with a 17-year-old female for money and whether months later he and others violated a federal law prohibiting people from paying for prostitutes overseas. Legal sources familiar with the case say Gates is being investigated for three distinct crimes. Sex trafficking, the 17-year-old girl, violating the Mann Act, which prohibits uh, taking prostitutes across state lines, and obstructing justice. I gotta tell you kids, when obstructing, when obstructing justice is the least of your crimes, Man, you are a bad dude. Great job, Florida. <laughs> I swear to God, I've been trying to sell that thing back to the Spanish for years and just no takers. No takers at all. But really quickly, I do want to get to something because it's been in the news a lot lately. You're probably going to hear a lot more about it in the news because the Senate is rushing to get something passed by MLK, which is Monday. So we will not have another box before then. So I just want to kind of explain a little bit to anybody in my listenership what's actually going on and what's actually at stake. Um, the, the, the Senate right now is divided over something that's basically boils down to federal election law, right? That's basically what it comes down to. A brief history of all this, the states have the right to set their elections and the standards for which their elections, or for which their elections are held unless it violates parts of the United States Constitution. I've said this before, the voting, the part of voting in this country is in more amendments than anything else in the Constitution. So voting is a federally protected right and states cannot infringe upon those rights. They're allowed to hold them, to hold these elections however they choose, as long as it doesn't violate federal statute or basically the Constitution. That's why in the 60s, the Supreme Court upheld the Voting Rights Act that basically allowed African-Americans to vote kind of unimpeded. I think we can all agree that that was probably a good idea and very, very much needed in the incredibly segregated South, right? So that is an example of when the federal government steps in. What is happening now is very, very similar, but it's under the guise of trying to keep elections, trying to maintain the integrity of elections. <clears throat> Excuse me, which is all well and good, but the problem is there has been no findings of any disintegrity of the elections. It's only been speculation, it's been lies, and it's been slander. And so if you say something long enough and you try to protect it, like then you're going to end up in a problem, end up with a problem. I have not seen this level of misinformation and propaganda since I studied McCarthyism in the Red Scare. Like that's exactly what this is. Everybody's afraid that these elections are being tampered with and manipulated and rigged and all that other stuff. And yet there is zero proof. In fact, of all the court cases that have come through and all the prosecutions, every single element, every single uh, instance of voter fraud has been for somebody voting with their dead grandmother's vote certificate for Trump, <laughs> which I find hysterical. And people are still leaning into this. So what has happened is a lot of the states, 19 states, have actually passed more restrictive voting laws. Now, as I said in the lead to this, voting is a right protected by the Constitution. It is granted through the amendments. It's 
in the Constitution itself, it was it was given to white property holders, basically men, and then eventually was given to women, and or actually given to African American men first, and then given to women, and then it was given to uh, eighteen year olds to give them the right to vote, setting all that other stuff. So there's a lot of there's a lot of vague in in what you can and can't do in the states, but there's a lot of absolute in what you what you really can't do in the states, and some of these votes voting laws are now restricting some of those rights, and that's why the, the Senate is trying to step in. The problem is, is that the Republicans in the Senate, all 50 of them have said, we're not gonna vote for any of these federal laws, no regional and all that stuff. That is a load of shit. That is complete bias because Republicans know, and everybody knows, that the lower the vote turnout is, the better Republicans do. It's not an opinion, it's not bias, just is what it is. And honestly, at this point, I've already resigned myself to the fact that I don't think I'm going to see another Democratic um, administration in my entire lifetime. And I'm not pitching for that. I'm not saying we should try and get that. The Biden administration is doing an okay job. They really should have done a better job. I think Bernie would have done a better job. That's just my opinion. But before anybody thinks I'm just stomping to get Democrats in office, I'm not. At this point, I could care less. I really, I really could care less. Um, I, wait, couldn't care less. I could not care less. If, uh, if Democrats are elected or not. I really don't care. Um, but what I don't like is lies and bullshit and misinformation. So that's why I'm basically doing this. So I just want to read very quickly because I am running out of time because I am a dummy. Um, oh, so the Republicans aren't going to vote for it. So the Democrats are trying to change the, the rules in the Senate to get rid of the filibuster. I think that's a bad idea. Although I do understand in such a partisan world on either side, the majority should really be able to do what they want to do. But the Senate wasn't written that way and it wasn't set up that way. And yes, everyone's abusing the filibuster and I'm for all kinds of amendments to the filibuster. Like, like they changed the rules that the filibuster used to have to be a constant thing that somebody had to be standing on the Senate floor and talking and stuff. They got rid of that. So don't listen to anybody that's telling you like they never changed the rules of the Senate. They changed the rules of the Senate all the time. So don't think it's like that big of a deal. They can. Filibuster, however, I do think it's important to protect the minority. And I actually oppose the Democrats trying to rework that just to get this uh, election stuff through. But the Republicans in this in this particular area are being so disingenuous that it's almost on the on the border of disgusting because it is absolutely violating constitutional rights, as anybody that read the Constitution and understands the amendments can tell you. So I just want to say real quickly what they're actually pushing for. The main thing um, that they're looking for right now is the Freedom to Vote Act. And it says here, the Freedom to Vote Act would create a set of standards for federal elections to ensure that votes have similar access to the ballot box across the country. These are federal elections, not states. States can still do whatever they want for their state election. Federal government has no say on that. These are for federal elections. So states, and this is basically it. This is simple stuff. States are required to offer a minimum number of days of early voting and the ability to vote by mail for any reason. Some of the recently enacted restrictions have limited early voting hours and days. Also, in, if states choose to require voter ID, they're not opposed to voter ID, but if they choose to require voter ID, the bill would create a national standard of acceptable forms. The standard would also allow a wider range of identifying documents and electronic copies than some states with strict voter ID laws now permit. Now, I know everyone's like, why doesn't everybody just give them their driver's license? I will tell you why. Because a lot of young people and a lot of African-American people do not have driver's licenses. They don't have cars. They live in the city. They don't need to pay $100 every year for a document they never use. There should be a standard, some other thing. And also, here's the best part. You can't require something to vote uh, that, that costs money. 
That's called a poll tax, and it's explicitly not allowed in the Constitution. So anybody, please spare me. Be everyone's got a driver's license, because they don't. Most white Republicans have a driver's license. Most minorities and kids do not. That's a fact. Look it up. Argue with whoever you want, but me, because I don't want to hear it. Uh, the election, the bill would also make election day a national holiday, which it should be. It is in most other countries, which advocates say would make it easier for people to vote. Others have warned that it would again disproportionately make it harder for shift workers and those with child care concerns to cast ballots. That's all true. And then to crack down on long lines, the bill would require states to keep voting lines to 30 minutes or less. You'll see in a lot of contested Republican areas, you'll see those voting lines that are like four to eight hours long. Now, everybody will tell you, when I vote, it was only 15 minutes. Yeah, man, where you vote, it doesn't matter. Where it matters is where the lines are eight hours long because Republicans are trying to keep people from voting. Because the less people vote, say it with me, the better Republicans do. Yeah. And also it would create or increase penalties for intimidating or deceiving voters. Yeah. Would also allow ex-felons uh, to, to be reinstated on their voter rolls. I know a lot of people are against that. I have no idea why that is. If you're a felon and you've done your time, you come out, you've done your time. You're still an American citizen. If you're paying taxes as an ex-felon, you get to vote. I seem to remember something about taxation without representation. I don't know where did I hear that. Anyway, I've talked way too goddamn long. And I'm sorry about that, and I'm sorry if I'm babbling and all that other stuff, but I've got to get some music going, and I've got to prep for Raleigh V. I don't have time for this kind of nonsense. I have a huge celebrity coming up, and that's just the way we're going to do it. But in the meantime, if I can just get out of my head with a little help from Jeremy and Data Remember, I'll just do that. <laughs>